Hello, everyone. Welcome to a discussion on race at Clark Central. I'm your host, Owen Donnelly. And I'm Alexander Robinson. And today we are answering the question, how can we make Clark Central more inclusive? That is a difficult question to answer. It is. Super complex, super nuanced. Um, So we mean this in two ways. Uh, First, socially, right? You know, at an individual level, as a student uh, who you sit with at lunch, your friend groups, all that stuff. And then at a higher level, how can we make Clark Central more inclusive academically? Uh, you know, there are three different, you know, level tracks, I guess. You have on-level classes, advanced classes, and AP classes. And uh, just really talking about the demographic breakdown in terms of race there and how we can make those more inclusive. Yeah, so um, I think before we even start about start talking about how to solve a problem, we should probably just identify it. So I wanted to talk about, like, I mean, with lunch tables, just like socially, I think lunch tables are a good example of that. Um, I'm white, and I sit with mostly other white kids, your brother being the exception. Right, right. Um, And then I I go to Odyssey, and there's mostly white kids in there. Um, I mean, what about, like, what's your personal experience? Yeah, yeah. I mean, lunch, the lunchroom is huge, right, in terms of, you know, the high school social scene. And I don't mean to, like you know, play into, you know, high school movie cliches or stereotypes. But like, you know, it's a big deal. And I think it's also worth noting that, you know, everything in this day and age is political. And I don't mean that with regard to, you know, national politics, Washington, D.C. I think everything's political in terms of like who you sit with at lunch is mm-hmm. political. Like that's a political decision. You know, you say that, you know, you're white and you mostly sit with white kids, um, right? I mean, for me personally, I don't sit in the lunchroom all that often. I go in there, I grab my lunch, and I go to room 231, and I, you know, do work there. But even that's, you know, kind of a political decision. Right, but because it's like, I want to right. get out of this lunchroom and go work in the Odyssey right. like, room I'm with a bunch choosing, of white people. Right, right. I'm, I'm choosing to not sit with anyone in the lunchroom at all and kind of go off and do my own thing. So, yeah, I think that's huge. And it's definitely a problem, like... You see it, right? You see it and hardly anyone talks about it, but it's there. I mean, all you have to do is be there at lunch and look around the room. And you see people grouping off into into their their cohorts who they feel most comfortable with. And I think, you know, full disclosure, legal segregation is is over, right? It's non-existent. That was taken care of decades ago. The Civil Rights Unit, all that jazz, right? Um, What we're dealing with nowadays is more so de facto segregation, you know, people grouping, people segregating themselves and spending time in groups that they feel most comfortable with. Um, and that's on full display. That is what's on full display Yeah. in the lunchroom. Everyone notices. It's like teachers notice, students notice. I mean, if you are in that room, you notice. Like, right. it's not, it's not hidden. It's not... It's there. It's there. It's there. Um, And I think it's also worth saying that, like, there is no perfect solution to this. Like, we're not here right now to come up with a magical solution to make, you know, lunch tables more inclusive or to suddenly give everyone a perfectly diverse group of people to be friends with and sit with at lunch. Mm -hmm. Because that's impossible, right? You can't socially engineer people to, to, you know, to do that. Right. Right. Um, That said, I feel like, you know, this perfectly kind of 
captures the social scene, you know, the lunchroom yeah. issue and by extension, who your friends are, who you mostly sit with at exactly. lunch. Exactly. Yeah. It's very indicative of who you're friends with. Right. Right. So moving from there, I guess the other kind of natural non-inclusivity is right. With regard to classes. Right. Um, so that's more of like an academic thing. Um, and we actually have a, an article pulled up, written yes. by Mackenzie Cottle, about AP enrollment and the lack of diversity in AP classes. Um, let's see. Less. So we have some statistics here. Only. 15.3% of black students are in AP classes in the Clark County School District. So I think... Right. Moving beyond just Clark Central. Yeah. Out yeah. of all these statistics, that's the one that's the most alarming. And I would I would wonder what it is for for white people. Um, and that might be in there. But, I mean, 7.8%? Well, that was the, the 15, Yeah. Or, yeah, 15. 15%, though? That's still ridiculous. Right, it's still ridiculous. And low. they... African-Americans make up 52.8% yes. of Clark Central, so what... See, yes, that 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 is it right there. You and I, right, both attend a majority black school, right? A majority minority school. Um, but it doesn't feel that way, right, in yeah. our circles. Um because, you know, I mean, I often feel like I'm one of the only people of color in any number of, of classes I'm in. Like, I could count the other students who look like me, right, on my fingers. Um, and, and and that really that really kind of hits it on the head there. Yeah. Like, you know, it, it doesn't feel that way. So when you step out from your AP math class into the hallway where right. it's everyone... It's a different... Then then you're, you, like... You notice it. Yes. You notice, like, this is different. Like, right. something's going on here. Like, yeah. I was just in a class where everyone looked like this, and now people are looking completely different. Right. No, it's... Yeah. My AP stat class, you know... Well, I have a number of things to say about my AP stat class, uh, mostly because I'm not a fan of math. But um, my AP stat class is not Clark Central. Like, right. it's as simple as that. Like, that is not Clark Central. Or my, my AP Lang class right. with Mr. Altman is just... That's not Clark Central. When you step out into the hallway, right, when when classes are transitioning and, you know, you're you're trying to stumble your way, you know, across the hall or make your way up the stairs, and it's horrible, right? All mm-hmm. of that, it's horrible. But that's when you're at Clark Central. Or when that, you're in the lunchroom. Or, yeah, or when you're in the lunchroom. But again, you know, when you're not in that free flow stage, right, when... When everything's like not up in the air between classes, mm-hmm. and you can organize yourself, that's when de facto segregation comes into play, right? And that's when you know you begin to desegregate. That's when we right. begin to segregate ourselves, right? Um, so I think we've pretty much identified the problem, and like this isn't something that we're just talking about. I mean, like I feel. If you were to honestly, if you were to get an honest response from any student who pays attention at Clark Central, they would say something similar. Yeah, I mean, I, it's it's not a hidden, it's very much just kind of there and people like accept it. And right. I think that's the most just upsetting thing about it is like, right. 
I don't know. Because, like, here's the thing. Let's go back to the lunchroom for a second, mm-hmm. right? Let's say, you know, and it can work both ways, but let's say, you know, I'm a black kid and I'm sitting at a table with other black people, right? Okay. Because that's where I feel most comfortable. These are the people who I've just been running with for right. since, since freshman. That's your crew. Right? Let's say I decide to get up and go to another table, right? A, a predominantly white table. I'd like to think that they're not going to be turned away. It's not like, you know, if there's a free seat and you try to go sit somewhere, yeah. people are going to say, no, it's, it's, that's not going to happen. It's not right? like, it's not like you're going to get rejected. Yeah, it's not like, get the f- out of here, you right, son right. of a gun. Like, yeah, we don't people, like your kind. Yeah, we're, no one, at least I hope, mm-hmm. no one is that blatantly racist at our school anymore. No student is that blatantly racist at our school to, to do that thing. And yet, for whatever reason, we're, we're still in our own little bubbles. And I don't know necessarily what to attribute that to. I think a lot of it might be, you know, just when you're at school, you're not thinking about social dynamics and, you know, you're tired when you get to lunch, you know, you've had all of your morning classes and you just want to chill with the people you've known, right? And, and decompress. But, like, I don't know. It is such a big problem and I think it connects to the problem in, in America with wealth and race and oh for sure because because race isn't the only factor yes absolutely I mean in terms not. of you know a lot of tables I, I'd say that tables are more diverse when it comes to gender than there are to race like I mean, I mean if you think about the racial composition of the table that you sit at at lunch right, right? you know mostly white spare Andrew and and maybe you know who knows whoever else decides it there one off moments yeah day. but like in terms of gender you know I think there's more diversity there's yeah there's definitely some right. gender diversity um, but at the same time you know a lot of people do also you know group themselves off according to gender and in socioeconomic status like you you've touched on right I mean like people tend to be more comfortable around the people who are most like them and I I think you're also getting at this it, it does directly relate to part two, you know, in terms of academics. Because let's think about this, you know, people don't just appear in the lunchroom out of nowhere. Yeah? They're coming from right, a class. Right, exactly. And if you're coming from, you know, a mostly, uh, a predominantly white AP class, right? Or an on-level class that's more representative of what Clark Central actually looks like, you know? Those I think are you're probably the you're, people yeah, in your class. Like, you make you're friends coming, with the people that yes, are in your class. You're coming, you're entering the lunchroom with those people. It's not like... You know, on the first day of school or freshman year, you're going to necessarily branch out right. and, and develop new friendships just in the lunchroom. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that's the issue. I think that we, we've pretty much hit it on the head. Um, it's a bad problem. Right. I think it's been well documented right. throughout. I mean, throughout the, the 20s, I think. It's just, I don't, it's not gone away. And it's, I don't think it's gotten really better. I don't know. Right. I mean, do you think it's gotten better? I don't know. We because, don't really have that. We've only been in high right, school. Right, because we've only been in high school for, for X number of years. And I know that um, I'm not going to go out on a limb and say that, you know, social dynamics with regard to the 2016 election have changed anything. Because, like, I was here for, what, a semester <laughs> yeah. before Trump was elected. So I'm not going to... I'm not going to touch on that at all. But I will say that I think that some 
teachers or people who have been around here for a while may think that it may have gotten worse. I, I'm, I'm trying to remember a conversation I had. I can't remember who I had it with. But I mean, like, you look back at older yearbooks, right? Yeah. Um, in, in, in Odyssey, for example, mm-hmm. right? Like, you look back at what our staff used to look like. Yeah. Um, there was just as much, if not more, diversity on those staffs than, than we currently have today, right? I think more. I, right. I remember looking at old Odyssey pictures and being like, wow, they're... Like, this was this looked like Clark this Central. This looked like Clark Central, yeah. Right, like, this was... I mean, sometimes I feel like... And I don't want to get... I'm, I, I want to break off from Odyssey soon because I don't want us to, you know, right. stay on this. But it seems like, to me, it feels like we, as a program, are just a journalistic organization based out of the school instead of a journalism program that that is made up of and represents the school. Like we, we go to right. conferences, we say, oh, we're the Odyssey and we're the Odyssey first. And we just so happen to be at Clark Central High School in room 231. Right. Um, but yeah, going back and, and seeing greater diversity there, I think also is representative. I think it would also translate over to the lunchroom. Mm-hmm. I, I, I imagine that past lunchrooms were more inclusive. Miss in Boza sense. told me, I don't know, if you were, it might have been in the press conference, but she told me that students used to have like lunch swap day yes. or something. No, I remember that. And that was like, wow, like why don't we do that? Right, right. But then again, you know, how effective would do you think that would be today? Right. I mean, do you really yeah. think? I think that students would view it as something corny or like, oh, I think I think they'd cringe. I I think they would. Which sucks. Yeah, it sucks. But you know the way she described it, and granted, you know she she was always you know working here at the school uh-huh um but from the way she described it it sounded at least like you know it wasn't the most unpopular idea so so what it was for people that don't know is basically they would pick a day of the week wednesday or whatever and just sit with people you don't know sit with people that don't look like you and try to like meet some new friends and make new people right just one day a week you know you don't have to do it all the time but i guess the idea was that we we try to spice things up, and I, I really liked the idea of that. I thought it sounded great. Right. I thought it sounded like something I would um, be interested in doing. I just that's a big thing to organize. I don't know how well right. that would right. go among the student. And body. here's the thing: I'm not saying that that's not a solution, and it's not. I'm not saying that I wouldn't hope that it would work. I just I think it would be a harder sell today because i mean let's let's think about it like the, the yearbook that i was looking at where mm-hmm. i saw the staff and being more diverse than it is today was 2013 all right so let's let's yeah let's just imagine this for a second there. seven years ago right seven years ago yeah dang that was <laughs> no, 2013 <laughs> welcome like, to the 20s geez. um but yeah let's let's just take 2013 yeah um i feel like students today are much more politically aware Yes. Than they were then. And I don't mean this, again, I mean, yes, Trump and D.C. is a huge part of that. But I think, you know, in terms of if everything's political, I think that just, I, I think that students today are more aware, right? Mm-hmm. And so it might be a harder sell if you're more aware of the problem, right? Does that make any sense? Like, if students... Elaborate. Continue to elaborate. Okay. I know. I'm, I'm sorry. Again, this is a nuanced, uh-huh. complex concept. But let's say... In the lunchroom, right? Mm-hmm. 
you're sitting with a group of people who look like you, who are who are like you, right? Yeah. And if that group of people are more politically conscious, right? They're they're aware of you know of racial tension or or whatever, whatever, right? Or they're uh-huh. just they're they're more aware, right? I'm saying I think it would be a harder sell to to engineer those types of you know mix it up whenever mix up money whenever, yeah. whatever I think it would be a harder sell to say oh you know here's a day in the lunchroom where you go and sit with someone else because I feel like people would view it more cynically right like we're we're doing this to right. spite or not to spite but like we have to do this yes I think coming from an adult. I think coming from the administration, I think that it would be a much harder sell. I think that we would be a lot more cynical about uh-huh. it today because I think that we're more politically, however you define that, aware today in 2020 mm-hmm. than people were in 2013, assuming that that was an era in which this thing were yeah. implemented. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's rough. And, you know, I'm not saying I'm totally right there. Um, but that's just the sense that I get as a student here at Clark Central. Um, mm-hmm. Well, what what about other solutions? Because I think that's a very right. I mean, that's almost just like a fun like let's let's mix it up. But how do we? How can we work on this at Clark Central? I mean, it's a very national problem. But what can we? What can we do to fix it? Gotcha. I think that, um, and again, it's worth noting here, there is no, no Yeah, I mean, it's, it's such a big problem that it has been a right. part of and, American and history, even, unfortunately. Yes. I, think. I mean, I'll go out on a limb and say the history of this country, in a very real way, is a history of race relations. Yeah. Like, from, from slavery through the Civil War, through Jim Crow and civil rights, like, this history And it's is, still going on. I mean, it's been going yes. on ever since slavery, really. It's Right, right. But, but big picture aside, mm-hmm. you know... Because, you know, I, sitting at the lunchroom is not as big as any of those exactly. issues. But, I mean, still, it's very... If, if it's not big, at the very least, it's entrenched. Like, it's very, very hard, I think, to change behavior in that way. Yeah. So, in terms of solutions, you're not going to like this. And it's going <laughs> to... What? And it's going to make me sound... For those of you who know me, you know I'm very liberal... It's going to make me sound like I'm fiscally conservative or mm-hmm. some something like that. But I think the best way to, to address this problem is to divorce yourself away from, from everyone else for a second. Yeah. Right? To look internally and to try to take on more responsibility. And just, just hear me out here. I think that... There's an element of personal responsibility on all of us that goes into this, right? I mean, like, if we decide, right, on a one-by-one basis that, okay, you know, regardless of everyone else, I'm going to make an effort to reach out and get to know these people, right? Then then you're then you're helping the problem, right? Uh-huh. You're, you're, you're helping everyone, right? Yeah. If you step aside and say, I'm going to personally take responsibility and try to get to know my school better. Right. Now, regardless of if you're right, white, regardless of if you're black, regardless yeah. of your racial identity or any other factors that go into that. If you take a step back and say, I'm going to get to, I'm going to make the effort to get to know my school as a whole better. Mm-hmm. 
people that don't look like me. Yes, people that don't look like me, you're helping the problem. And this is going to sound kind of corny, but I think if enough people do that, then we'll start to see things change. Because I don't think, you know, I said it before, I, as much as I think that idea that was, was a good idea, I don't think you can socially engineer these things. I don't right. think you can socially engineer these problems You away. can't force someone else right. to... You can't force someone to not sit with their friends. Right. It has to be yes. from them. Right. So let this be, I guess, a call to action. You know, just you're you're competing against no one. It's just you and yourself, but just some some responsibility take some responsibility in making our school more inclusive. And yeah. if you do that, if you listening do that, if I do that, and if anybody else just decides to do it, you know, however small, progress is still progress. Um, because let's be real. I don't think this is a problem that will ever go away. Um, not in our lifetimes. Not, not, not completely and not in our lifetimes, but we can mitigate it. Right. Right. Like there, there's just because a problem exists, right? Just because a deeply entrenched problem exists and, and we know that we can't completely fix it. Shouldn't it discourage us? Yeah. from trying or making the situation better the fight is still there right it's still there and you know you you can still do x y and z about it i mean like let's think about it in terms of you know a bigger political issue let's think about it in terms of climate change right odds are we're not going to be able to mitigate every possible negative every every negative effect mm-hmm. of man-made climate change right i mean there will still be awful hurricanes there will still be wildfires caused by climate change but that doesn't mean we're going to sit on our asses and let this sweep through it's, we, we can still improve the situation right yeah and that's what national governments not ours but others are trying to do right now um and so again you know on a much smaller level different issue you know we're never going to be able to solve this problem you know there will always be people who just want to be in their bubbles and that's can you blame them but at the same time <laughs> there's not we can still do what we can do on a personal level yeah in terms of our own responsibility to try to make this school more inclusive because mm-hmm. as corny as it sounds and i hate doing this but you can be the change you know on however yeah however small on whatever level you can do it and it can be done well let me ask you this then why why should people do this because yeah i, I can go meet new people and right. i can i can push myself to interact with people I don't normally but what is the advantage more than just why is that important why is it important mm-hmm. good question and I think a lot of the time we I'm, I'm gonna pivot to 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 a slightly different way of thinking about uh-huh. this I think part of the problem is that we view it as so transactional like what am I gonna get out of this right like not your question is good. yeah yeah and it needs to be asked but a lot of people still view it that way in terms of like oh I should do this? Okay, what's in it for me? I think people view it as transactional a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. And all I can say to you, I mean, is I can only just shrug my shoulders and say, you don't know yet, right? You don't know when you'll need, you, you don't know. <laughs> That's such a good answer. Right, you, you don't know it. Because like, I think about it, and I'm sorry again, uh-huh. but I think about it in terms of the Odyssey, right? You know, I didn't know what I was joining when mm-hmm. I, as a freshman, when I got involved. And yeah, I know how much I've grown as a result. I know how. Yeah. I know that I'm so much more well-rounded today than I was back then, because I, I was forced to break out of my self and push myself. Right. Like I know that now, but I couldn't answer your question clearly 
as a freshman, oh, why did I join the Odyssey? Right. Uh, I, I, all my friends are doing it, I guess. Mm-hmm. But, like, you, you don't know yet. I don't know yet. We don't know yet. And all we can say is that, you know, do it and good things come to good people, right? You may not find that answer fulfilling. I know I don't. But it's the best I can genuinely give you right now. So, you know. I think there's a lot of potential, though. Oh, yeah. There's, I think, there's a lot of potential. I mean, if we can just get people to be friends with each other, then we can, I mean, then people start joining classes and right. then minorities are in higher classes that are more challenging. I don't know. I mean, right. Well, it's a two way street there in terms of like teachers identifying, you know, who they deem is gifted way back in elementary oh, yeah, school. Yeah. A little early, I think. But like teachers identifying, you know, who, which children should I recommend for these higher level classes? But then also on, on the flip side, you know, more so in high school, oh, my friends are doing this mm-hmm. class. Should I sign up for it as yeah. well? Um, there's nothing that we can do retroactively about elementary school and elementary school mm-hmm. um, rankings or whatever. Um, but I do agree in terms of the high school setting alone, right? Not worrying about whether or not you're placed in the track in third grade. High school alone, I think the social side comes first. Oh, what right. classes are my friends in? Right. Do I want to, to sign up, especially at the beginning of the, of the mm-hmm. year? You know, do I want to sign up for, for that same class and challenge myself a little bit? Because um, it's not like you're placed in these tracks way back in elementary school and you're set in them. It's not like you and I. Yeah, any, just, anyone right. can move out of the track. I mean, right. as long as your parent agrees and, and you want to do it. Right. Then. Like, there, there are plenty of people I know who have moved up in the higher level courses. And there are plenty of people I know who have moved in the lower academic um, tracks because, you know, it you know it just wasn't right for them. It just wasn't a good fit. And that's totally fine. People need to do what's best for them. And there's absolutely no shame in that. Um, but yeah, with, with regard to the social aspect of it, you know, that that's... But don't, don't just do it because your friends are in it. Right. Don't do it just because your friends... But I mean, let's be real here. I mean, some people do just sign up for classes because their friends are in it. Yeah. Um, so like, I wouldn't recommend you do that. But I mean, if you're friends with... A great yeah. if right, you're friends right. with more people. Right. If your if your if your friend group is more diverse. No, I see. What I can saying. I I can only see that as being helpful. I can only see that as being helpful. You know, friends. There's always an element of friendly competition. Yeah. Right? In any in any friendship, Lord knows I've experienced this with my. Oh friends. yeah. They have challenged me to go further and try harder and do better, which and, is good. Which I is think good. I think that's awesome. Yes, it's it's fantastic. But you know I. I just know that not not everyone is able to get that because not everyone necessarily, not everyone is challenged by their by by their friends, I think, and so I I can only think that you know regardless race aside for a second or just all factors aside for a second, the more friends you have or the more diverse friends you have, the more likely you are to be challenged and the more likely you are to challenge yourself. That may seem weird. That may seem a little abstract, and I know that you know, kind of gone on a little tangent here. But, um, it's an it's a it's a very abstract question. I yes, think. right. Because I mean, like, what even defines? How can we make Clark Central more, more inclusive? Like, what does inclusive even mean? Like, th- we could have spent the past twenty seven minutes discussing that alone. Right. Um, but yeah, you know, it's it's a good question, very complex, and do we have the answers? Eh, not hundred percent. Not hundred percent. No, we have 
suggestions that we hope might be a little helpful. I think that, no, I completely think that that would, that would do a lot. Right. If people could get out of their own groups, and it's something I need to do, it's probably something you need oh, to yeah, do. Oh, yeah, it's, it's totally something. Like, again, you know, we're not I, claiming to be the, the... No, no, by no means. And, like, I just, for the record here, like, I am black, I am a person of color, and yet, you know, I, I feel like I'm not attending a majority African-American school, and part of that is on me. Right. You know, there's nothing. I mean, yes. You know, I always say, oh, I need to go work on stuff at lunch. But I mean, let me be real. There's nothing keeping me from, you know, just staying in the lunchroom and sitting with people. I don't know. Right. It's me being selfish about what I think I need to get done that day. Mm -hmm. So there is a hell of a lot of work that I can do because, I mean, I don't I don't hang out with a lot of people who look like me. Yeah, I don't. Um, And, you know, it's I don't like admitting that it doesn't make me feel good to admit that. But, you know, my friends for the longest time in the classes I've been in for the longest time have been majority white. And as such, that's sometimes where I just feel most familiar. Yeah. But there's a lot of work to be done on my end, on your end, oh, on everyone's definitely. end. definitely. Right. Just keep in mind, like, no one is calculating, oh, I've reached the, yeah. I've reached peak diversity yeah, in terms like, of my friends. Like, I have accomplished mm-hmm. it. No one is saying that. I have two Latino friends, two African-American right, friends, right. and three white friends please try to beat me. Right. No one is doing that because honestly, how much of a douche do you have to be to do that? Yeah, that's pretty. Um, but yeah, you know, just, I guess in summary, try harder. We need to try harder. We need to try harder. We all need to try harder. Um, we need to stop patting ourselves on the back for X, Y, and Z we do and just be real and be authentic in the moment. Make some new friends, y'all make some new friends. I know I could use some more. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. I'm Owen Donnelly. I'm Alexander Robinson. This has been a discussion on race at Clark Central. Let us know what you think. Um, Thank you for listening. If you have any any questions or comments, you can email us. O'Donnelly, D-O-N-N-E-L-L-Y at odysseynewsmagazine.net. And my email is... A Robinson at odysseynewsmagazine.net. We we are always looking to talk and always looking to improve you know yes like like what we just discussed always looking for, to improve always looking to improve thanks so much for listening have a great day